Hey guys, it's Liz Mealy. I uh, just wanted to make a quick announcement. My first special, Self Help Me, is coming out May 30th at 8 p.m. You can watch it on YouTube at youtube.com backslash Liz Mealy. If you watch it um, on the release date and time, we'll be able to chat. We have a fun little thing that we watch together. Super fun. I hope you can make it. Uh, it's free. You should come. Hey everybody, welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. We are stand-up comedians. Stand-up comedians that are currently jobless because of the coronavirus. We're finally going to be the doctors our mothers wanted us to be. Is there anything that we don't know? A lot, actually. We have a lot of questions. Uh, we have a lot of answers. All of them wrong. But we do have access to... Google. And a vet. Oh yeah, my mom's a vet. She knows some stuff. We have to do this So again. every once in a while, we're going to invite her on. No, we don't. We're going to actually use this. <laughs> Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. Non Hi. Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. And I am, I guess I'm just grumpy. Why? This is like the third time. I didn't, I, I stayed, you know what's so funny? A booker um, from New York Comedy Club uh, texted me at 1230 at night asking me a question about doing like a, like a zoom tutorial thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry for texting so late at night. I was like, my schedule has not changed. Like I'm still going to bed at like two, three in the morning. It's just, I didn't do anything to, to like earn that. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not coming back at two in the morning. I usually, I used to tell people, I was like, I have a really hard time falling asleep early because if I do a show at like 10 or 11, I get all these endorphins and stuff from performing and it's like drinking a cup of coffee right before you go to bed and I'm just like kind of wired. And so I have to kind of like just find a way to like calm down. But that's just not true anymore. There's no endorphins. There's no, I just think I'm, I think my schedule has been like stamped into me. Like this is because my dad, my dad gets up at like four in the morning and he's always been like that. He, he was a dairy farmer. Like, I don't know what he did when he was younger, but like when he was in college, he was a dairy farmer. And that's what, and so my dad's like, that's when you start your day. You started at four and this is who I am. And I was like, that's just weird. Just sleep in dad. Like you don't go to your job until like eight, like, what are we doing? But I'm starting to be like, I kind of wake up unless I had a flight for the most part, I wake up at the same time every day. I go to bed at the same time. And I thought it would, I thought, I thought things would change and they're not. Well, that's weird. I mean, because it's, when you were in London, you, you went to bed at a reasonable hour, I think, like by midnight, and you're not going to t to bed till like two, three o'clock now? Well, I will say this. People have an influence on me. So like if I'm staying with my boyfriend, like if my boyfriend starts to look like he's going to bed, for the most part, I'll be like, I guess we're going to bed. And I can that's, kind of... That's nuts that you just, <laughs> you, you see other people you care about and you love them so much. <laughs> that you're like, well, if they're going to bed, I'm going to bed. <laughs> but it's kind of true. Like you'd be like, I'm tired. I'd be like, I guess we're going to bed. Like, like, yeah. I'm not saying it always works. Like sometimes I'm just wired and I'll read a book next to him for like an hour. But I, I don't think I like going to, I think I'm a little bit of a child. Like I don't, not that I'm doing anything exceptional. Like I'm not reading an amazing book right now. I'm not watching even a series that I'm enthralled in. Like I think I watched like some YouTube clips and I actually finished like my newsletter for work. Like, like I did like boring work and I watched like YouTube clips half-heartedly, but I just, I don't know. I just, I think I fight. I'm a little bit of a kid sometimes where I just fight. I was going to just going to say you're, you're like a child. <laughs> like I you're am just, though. 
a kid that just like gets into things and doesn't realize what time it is or care because there's no consequences in life. And I'm a little better about going to bed, not early because I really can't change it. But like if I have a flight the next day, I'm so scared and anxious about missing the flight that I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit like I'll be really regulated about like my caffeine that day. And I'll really try to like be packed and like just have everything together so that I can go to bed as early as possible. Even if, you know, it's a 6 a.m. flight and I'm still going to bed pretty late, like midnight or one in the morning, but like just whatever I have to do to kind of get to bed at a normal hour so I'm not a complete zombie the next day. Because I think being tired, like being so delusionally tired has become so painful for me. Yeah, because you also like, you like to be on top of your game. So if anything sacrifices that. I don't know. That's very strange. Like you're, you're two different people in one. You are a Gemini. Yeah, yeah. We were both Geminis. Does the I world know. know that we're like two days, two days? Yes, yeah, um, two days, two days and some years. Apart. Well, apart. I mean, you don't have to say some years as if. I wasn't going to say the exact years. years. <laughs> I wasn't going to say the exact years. I was trying to be polite about it, Maria. No. Uh, yeah. We're two days apart. You're June 11th and I'm June 13th. And I've, that's always been my favorite thing. And then I met like five more people with the same birthday as you. And same, it really though. fucked you off. <laughs> no, but it's, it, same thing actually happened though. And it, it, I've, you know, I don't believe in the horoscope. I just, I like it. I read it the same way I read, I don't know, just like positive affirmations. Like I think they're dumb, but I also like them. And so I'll read horoscopes. I always read horoscopes like, if it's positive, I'm like, this is totally going to happen. If it's negative, I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> like, if it's like, you're going to come into a lot of money, I was like, you got it, horoscope. And if it's just like, you're going to have a bad year, I'm just like, fuck off. This is so dumb. What did the stars know? But those books where it's like your personality based on the day, like if you were born June 11th, if you, and then I was like, this is weird. But then I'm friends. I dated a guy that had the same birthday as you. Uh, Alonzo Bowden is a good friend and he has the same birthday as you. Like, I have like at least that's really I, weird. It's super weird. Especially and I have all these friends that have the same birthday as you. What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. So it's like I want to pretend like that's not real, but it's a little creepy how I'm attracted to people on this exact day. Mm. We're gonna have to do some like kitschy girl research on it. We should I've looked you know, up our horoscopes for tomorrow. What? Oh, one of my favorite <laughs> things is looking up um, what dreams mean. Even though, again, I think it's dumb, but I have a lot because every dream is like you're either scared or you're worried about money. It feels like that's yeah, like the, totally. the, di the diagnostic of every uh, extreme dream. But I still like looking it up like it's my favorite. Did I ever tell you about the horoscope? And I don't believe in horoscopes either. And I think I posted it on my Instagram a long time ago. But did I ever tell you about the horoscope um, when I first started doing stand up comedy? I was so scared to do stand up comedy. And then my horoscope, here it is. Can I read it to you? Of course. If you start looking for the deeper meaning of things, you'll probably end up wishing you hadn't. Oh, this is where I should have started it. Okay, so as for your career, it's likely to be it's likely to be moving rather erratically. Don't make any serious commitments to changing your job until things smooth out a bit. Trust me, moving into the stand-up comedy field is challenging at best. Unless one of your siblings works for Leno, Letterman, or Oprah, you're taking a big chance. What? <laughs> no. Wait, that was that was your horoscope the week you started? Yeah, like it's like right when I started doing stand up, that was my horoscope. I have a That's picture insane. of it on my Instagram. I know. And the, my favorite part about it is they were like, unless you know somebody, do you know that that person that wrote that was a comic 
that too many people were starting and then they were like, you know, I'll just fucking tell them it's not in the stars and we'll get some of these young comics off the streets. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who knew it was like Jimmy January jerk off, like writing my fucking <laughs> horoscope. Unless you know somebody, that's how anybody makes it in this business. Huh, kid? Just give up. Yeah, um, that's truly what it sounds like. Oh my God. Or it's your dad. Your dad like talk to somebody in the newspaper and be like, my, I think my daughter's thinking about doing stand up. Let's just let her know that if she doesn't know Jay Leno, it's not going to work out. Seriously, but like the, my favorite part is unless one of your siblings works for Leno, Letterman, or Oprah, yeah, what <laughs> you're is taking that? a big chance. I feel like that. That's that's why I think your dad wrote it because he was like, "Who else is big?" He's like, "I don't know comedians. Who else is a big Oprah? Oprah sometimes giggles like <laughs> that's insane." Yeah. But that's the thing is I, I think when you feel like you have less confidence or you're scared or what have you, that's why you lean for these like these, you know, Instagram quotes and these horoscopes. Like you're looking for someone to kind of tell you it's going to be OK or kind of take some of the responsibility off you. Even self-help books can be a little bit addictive because you're basically somebody else is guiding you, even though it's called a self-help book. It's somebody else kind of taking the responsibility off you a little bit and giving you like how to pointers so that it's less of a risk. A hundred percent because with self-help, it's like, you know how we were talking about lists and you were like, lists are good because they can just take what's in your head and you've written it down. So now you can forget about it. Yeah. I think there's too much going on in people's lives. So if they have one part of their life that's weak, rather than dedicating all of their energy to like to figuring it out, you're like, well, you know, we have fucking Tony so-and-so's telling you to just do this, this, and this. And you go, okay, I'm just going to do that. That's why exactly. people follow diets. Just you telling me what to do, I'm going to do it. Because I don't want to put more thought into the science behind what foods, chemical mechanisms are going to react to whatever. You've told me to do this. I'll do this. Exactly. I, I, I 100% agree. And I, I'm, I'm saying that as somebody that was truly addicted to like self-help books. I'm saying that as somebody that has post-its of quotes all over their wall. I love this shit. I love it. I really do. But I also can see how it can be uh, a, a never ending cycle of letting other people kind of guide you because you're too scared to take responsibility for if it doesn't go well. Like, I think that's a big thing. Like, my boyfriend will like ask for advice and stuff. And he just has a hard time making decisions. I just can make a decision. I'm not saying it's right. I'm wrong a lot. But one of the things that I and I get, again, I don't know. I've been like this since I was a kid. If I decide to do something, I just do it. And the amount of times it's blown up in my face and I'd be like, that was a bad idea. It still hasn't, it maybe has made me more diligent, but it hasn't deterred me from making decisions. But my boyfriend will be like, what do you think of this? And I'll tell him. And he'll be like, what do you think of this? And I'll tell him. And then he'll be like, I don't know. I was thinking of this. I was like, well, then do that. And then he won't. Yes. He'll just be frozen because he doesn't want to do what I did because he doesn't believe in it. And I'm like, that's fine. But he doesn't want to do what he did because if it doesn't go well, then it's his fault. I don't know if, uh, I mean, I don't know if the, all the same reasonings are behind, but like Johnny has, um, he, he puts more thought into decisions than I do, I'll say. Um, but like, I, I make a lot of mistakes. So I'll decide to buy a certain thing and then I'll be like, oh shit, it's for this. I didn't even see that. It's a small, like if I just read a little bit more, but I make a very quick decisions. Yeah. And he was trying to find a bed frame and like weeks have gone by. And then finally he was like, do you want to help me? I was like, yeah. 
Yes, <laughs> like I was like, I nearly had an orgasm. He was like, like <laughs> if you just, if you just, can you just make this decision for me? I was like, I sent him a link like the next second. <laughs> he like looked at his phone. He's like, oh, okay. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> were, you been, like, were you hiding in the bathroom with this link the whole time? Yes. yes I I've had it in my inbox waiting for you to ask me to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, that like, I feel like that's like definitely what, a, like what women do is that ploy where you're like, I'm not going to tell you what to do but I'm going to convince you that you want me to tell you what to do. Like I'm just over here just figuring out, just stirring the pot, waiting for you to be like, well, what do you think? Oh, you want to know what I think? That's crazy. (laughs) Well, I don't know much, but. (laughs) Here's all the research I've done for three years. (laughs) Just just like this huge like folder, just boom. Yeah, it's alphabetized and color coded. Um, And all your ideas are in this file and all of my ideas are your ideas. So just choose what I believe. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Uh, What did you Google this week? Can uh, black mold kill you? Oh, I feel like I've Googled that before and never fully got the answer. Well, it's because black mold has um, control of most websites. And so (laughs) (laughs) it's a conspiracy. It is. They're always taking you to some fun game. And you're like, wait, why am I playing this game now? Black mold. (laughs) 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 The trickery. (laughs) So like Johnny had a little mold on his wall and I was like, I'm going to clean it. I had the time. I had cleaning supplies. So I just took a sponge to it and I cleaned it. I didn't get it all. I didn't, I'm not perfect. It's not perfect. It's less than, but then I, I read something somewhere that you have to wear masks when you clean mold because it's like, you could just, you could just, um, spread the spores. Yeah. I didn't know about spores. So little I know, like these fucking spores are getting onto my face and shit. And, and like, I had no I just, idea. I had a vision of you cleaning the same way somebody like cleans an attic and then like a bunch of bats just come out of nowhere. Like you're cleaning and you're like, ah, blah, ah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm so distant like that people on the first level of the house just hear, a, ah, <laughs> but like, don't know what, what it is. It's like, I think a ghost is sad. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, there's a whole colony up here. <laughs> uh, I ate a bat. Um, Okay, so, so you're filled with spores now. Yeah, so I'm filled with spores now. So I asked if black, black mold can kill you. Most sites, it's no, it's uh, not at all. Like, it might make you sick if you're allergic to mold, which I am allergic to mold, but maybe I'm just allergic to a different type of mold. You're so complex. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> you're like, oh, this isn't the mold that makes me sad. Yeah, I mean, I'm a very complicated person and very interesting because of it. And um, But it's fine. So unless you're really young or really old, it's coronavirus. Unless you have a compromised immune system or you're really young or really old, you'll probably be fine. But you should get rid of it, is what most sites say. And like you can get rid of it, but they say wear a mask. Or you can hire people to get rid of it, or you can ask your landlord to get rid of it, but get rid of it. Um, but if you don't get rid of it, it doesn't matter. Unless well, it affects you and then you could become depressed. Um, so a friend of mine got, oh crap. What is it when you're like, your, your face freezes? Crap. Oh, it's going to bother. A stroke? Not a stroke. It's like half of your face just like stops moving. Oh yeah. Crap. What is that called? Bell's palsy. Bell's palsy. Thank you. That was going to, that was going to be a long, we're going to have to pause the. Normally, normally my, whenever somebody can't remember something, my brain just goes, well, if they don't know, I don't know either. <laughs> so I can't think of anything, but. That's I was going to say cerebral palsy. And I was like, that's not right. And I'm not going to say that out loud. No, Bell's palsy. <laughs> so I, both my brother-in-law and um, 
a friend of mine have like have experienced it, but my friend that experienced it, it was because he had black mold in his apartment. What? Yes. And I think it was there. I think it was a lot of it. And I think it was there for a long time. And he de- and like the thing about Bell's palsy. And again, don't listen to anything I'm saying, but it's not always permanent. So he had he, like half his half his like face was kind of like frozen, but it only lasted, I think, for like a week or so. But like there are instances where it doesn't go away. But that was probably like one of the scare. I remember that that was like 10 years ago. And I remember him being like, oh, I have Bell's palsy and da, da, da. And I was like, wait, what? And it was like from mold. And next thing I knew, I was just like, <gasps> so now like I had a waterfall in my apartment the first year I lived here. So I guess there's a bathtub. I'm on the first floor and I guess there's like a, you know, an apartment above mine that has a bathtub and I don't know what they were doing, but it first started out as like little leaks. And then just one day I came home from the road and my roommates were like, oh, we forgot to tell you there's like a full waterfall in your room. And there were like six buckets and it was just like perpetual water coming down in the middle of my room. And I was like, guys, this isn't a bucket situation. This is a call the landlord situation. (laughs) I was like, thank you. But at the same time, they both were like, I don't know. We heard water running. We thought it was weird. So they went in a room. I love that you come in the door and they're just in a, an inflatable boat, just like, (laughs) Hey Liz, we're just on our way to the kitchen. And they just row over. (laughs) Just paddling. I feel like I live with two guys. I love them, but I do feel like they're the kind of like, like Wanda Sykes had a joke about it, how like men, like they run out of utensils and they run out of plates and they would just be there with like, like, like truly with napkins and like a toothpick, just eating stuff off. They're just like, doesn't bother me. I'm not, I'm not going to change my life. We don't have any plates. Oh, they have to be cleaned. That's not my problem. Like, I do feel like they're like that. Like we would run out of toilet paper and they'd be like, yeah, every time I poop, I shower. It's not a big deal. And you're just like, what? <laughs> you're, just, <laughs> you're like, just buy toilet paper. We live near a CVS. Like, what are you doing? But mm. that's how it was. And it took, I think it took almost three months for them to fix this leak. They would fix it. It would go open and fix it. And I had to be like, you can't just paint over this damage. Like, what are we doing here? And I remember the, I think it was the super, he was like, it's fine. And I was like, you're, it's fine. Doesn't make me feel confident. I'm the one sleeping in this room. And that's all I could think of is my friend that got Bell's palsy from black mold. I don't know. Good. No, I'm terrified. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's good. Um, I also think it has to be prolonged amount of time and a lot of it. So it just, if you can clean it with a sponge, it doesn't seem like, I think it has to be an extreme situation. But that, but to me, it's like when people's, you know, when people's like house get flooded and like yeah. they can't move back in because of the mold. I think it's that kind of situation. Like, I don't think your whole apartment can be damp and then you have, and then you live there. You can't have okay. a damp house. Okay. I can't I wait mean, for somebody to write to us and be like, you girls. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Okay. I'm going to send you some, I wrote a book on black mold and we're going to test you on it. So, I mean, it's nice that they say you can't die from it. You just need to be more responsible about cleaning. So that's good. I was really happy to learn that uh, I can't die from it. But um, now I'm worried about Bell's palsy. But uh, what did you Google? Um, Mine is a little less uh, scary. Uh, Mine was, why am I dizzy every time I stand up? That is terrifying. (laughs) So this is the thing, is that it's not, I can't be vertigo. Like, I think everybody's first thought is like you have vertigo, but it's not. It's like I stand up, I'm dizzy for the first like three seconds, I sit down, I'm fine. I think because I'm not moving, my body is like, oh, we don't move anymore. So I'll sit on the couch or I'll sit in my bed and I'll get work done for hours. And then I just stand up really quickly because I think I'm a fit human. 
and I'm not. And it's been almost every single day when I stand up, I'm dizzy. So what sucks is like nobody takes it seriously. Like I feel like the whole internet is like, all right, girl, like you either have bad medication or you're an idiot or you're drunk. Like every single thing was just like the only time you're dizzy is if you have vertigo, if you're on some kind of weird medication that that's a side effect or you stand up too quickly. Like those are your options. So I don't know. I it didn't it wasn't really conclusive. It was basically and and to me, I'm not on medication. I'm not drinking. It's not You're vertigo. not unhealthy. No, I'm not. I mean, right now I feel unhealthy because I'm not really moving much. But, but on the spectrum of people in this world, you're pretty healthy. Yeah, no, I agree. I I just um I'm really learning about how toxic lack of movement is. Like we're this is this is where I become this is where I start writing my dissertation. We're meant to move. <laughs> Everybody, I'm writing a book called We're Meant to Move. It's about movement, it's about the spirit of movement. Oh my god, I'm just tired <laughs> of thinking about that. But it is, it's kind of true. Like we're meant to move. I think all the back pain that people have in general is from this like sedentary, like sit at a desk for eight hours kind of thing. And I I feel like I live a very weird life normally, which is like I'm either sitting at a desk, sitting on a plane driving or I you know I stand for an hour a night but like I think the na- the natural way New York City works I don't think I real- realized how much I moved in a day even if I spent up until 6 p.m in my bed or at my desk getting work done I still moved a lot at night getting to the subway getting from gig to gig going to meet my friends like it's just a walkie kind of town just like London is yesterday I walked a mile to go to a CVS because this CVS was supposed to have this specific, you know, artsy fartsy eczema spray. I could buy it online, but I was like, I'm going to go. They had like a list of CVSs that carry it. So I walk a mile, can't find the CVS. I'm like, why can't I find the CVS? Only to realize that it's like, it's a dead CVS. Like it's not even like no. it's closed for whatever. It's like, it hasn't been, it's a ghost town CVS. And I was no. like, I was like, fuck. And then I was like, no, the whole reason I even decided to go on this mission is I just needed a reason to walk. And then I walked, you know, the 20 minutes. So I did a 40 minute walk yesterday with no purpose, but I didn't know there was no purpose. And I was just proud of myself for walking. And it's the first day in two months that my back hasn't hurt. So it's like, so it's like one of those weird things where I was like, fuck you, not knowing the CVS is dead. And then I was like, the whole purpose of this, normally I would have taken the subway or I would have ordered it online because things come quickly. But I was like, no, we're, we're going to walk. It's funny. Because I got really mad about the same thing, but cause I went to the post office, but there were too many people in line outside and I was so mad about it. And then I was like, yeah, but you mostly just wanted to get a walk in. It's not even like, it was like a 10 minute walk. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. <laughs> um, I sorry, have, no, I, I actually have a really, it's like a weird, whatever. The, what's the opposite of a gift curse. I have a weird curse that the only time I go to a post office is on a national holiday. Having a Monday off doesn't affect me in any which way. And I never, most like, it's so funny how people during quarantine were like, um, I don't know what day of the week it is, but I was like, that happened to me all the time. Like I just never, I vaguely knew the weekends because I perform more and I get more money on the weekends. But Anytime I went to the post office, it was like three times a year. It always happened to be on a national holiday. So I would walk 15 minutes to the post office with like a giant package and then it would be closed. And I, my, and it, the, 
the post office is right by the subway. So the whole goal was go to the post office, mail my package, and then go into the city. And the amount of times I had to carry a package all day because I didn't like look that it was a national holiday or that the post office was open. I I hated myself. Like that's, that's my curse is if I want to go to the post office, it's probably closed. (laughs) Well, um, I feel like that's an old lady story that I just told and I'm well, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the azaleas on the way grandma? (laughs) They, you know, they just aren't as pretty as they were last year. I I say it every year. If you're not going to use the right soil, they're not going to blossom the way they did in the forties and nobody listens. You you say that every year, grandma, you're right. (laughs) When you're right, you're right. You got to tell those people. (laughs) You You should be writing letters, grandma. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but the post office is never open. Oh, your life is so hard. Um, <laughs> um, let's, let's get into, uh, let's get personal. What is your hydrogen, hydrogen, that is not the right word. What is your hygiene deal breaker when you're dating somebody? I, it's got to be teeth. It's got to be like, it's got to be like mouth, oral hygiene, teeth. I dated, I mean, this was in like either senior high school or like right into the beginning years of college, but I did something. I don't think he brushed his teeth. Like, and I think he thought it was cool. I couldn't I I even imagine that. I didn't even want to share my food and not for like the obvious reasons that I wanted all of my food, but I just didn't want, I didn't want his mouth on my fork or anything. I have to be able to look at your mouth and not yeah. go, ugh. <laughs> yeah. I think teeth, teeth was mine. I even have like an old joke where I reference like, as long as it looks like you brushed your teeth, I'm down. Like, I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Like, I body odor doesn't bother me that much. I don't know if I have a bad sense of smell or if in some ways, I remember a boyfriend years ago that would say, I like your brand as a way of saying, like, I like your scent. Yeah. Like, I do think in some ways that there's some kind you of. You mean brand. Austin Powers? Is that true? Did he say I think that? like one of his characters, like like fat bastard, would fart and be like, "Everybody likes the smell of their own brand," and everybody thought that was so funny. And apparently, <laughs> that boy did too. <laughs> but his wasn't about farting; it was about literally like your scent. And everybody it's still had, the like, same thing. Yeah, but yeah. No, because a fart, even if it doesn't, Liz, bother you're you. not going to sit here and tell me that's an original thing to say about one scent. That that was an Austin Powers joke. Oh no, I'm not and saying he just took it to a- mean. Yeah, but I'm not saying I'm not fighting if it's original or not. But his oh. usage of it wasn't about farts. Like he wasn't being I, like, "I like I your understand. farts, Liz." <laughs> but I'm saying like whatever those pheromones are, like whatever your natural scent is. Like I remember my friend in high school. Like I wrote, I could tell. Like I feel like if she, like if she was in a crowded place, like if I walked into like a train station and I smelled it, I'd be like, "Winnie is here," because she just had. It wasn't bad. It was just, it was Winnie. It just is what she smelled like. Her room smelled like that. Her backpack smelled like that. Her hair smelled like that. That was Winnie's scent. And I do feel like there's something primal about just whether it's like, because like, yeah, people like what you smell like when you get out of the shower, whether it's your soap or whatever. But I'm talking about like, wake up in the morning, what you smell like, or like what my boyfriend's apartment smells like. Like it smells like something like it's him. Like, I don't think we know what we smell like. But somebody close to you knows your smell. During quarantine, like, I didn't shower. Like, I think I went four days was the longest I went. Um, mm. I tried to I tried to get better, like, every other day. But that does, doesn't bother me. I don't even know if it's bad breath as much as it's, like, teeth looking uncared for. 
Because bad breath is a bit of a deal breaker, but I can deal with that more than I can deal with nasty looking teeth. I mean, how bad does your hygiene have to be that your teeth look grummy? Yeah. You know? It makes me think of, um, do you know that old Mitch Hedberg joke where he talks about um, tartar? He goes, he goes, oh crap, we're going to have to edit this out. I forget how it goes now. It has to do with like, I, I have just the average amount of tartar. No, I'm butchering it. Please edit this. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I will. But yeah, I always like, that was one of those jokes that I was like, that's hilarious and gross all at the same time. I was like, <laughs> I don't, I was like. You know when you like appreciate something? Nick Swartzen had a lot of jokes like that. Like he would make some disgusting joke and I almost like my mother I'd be like that is so gross, but I'd be laughing the whole time. Oh, necklace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Are we ready to get into our topic? Yeah. This is going to be an interesting one for me because I think this is going to be the first topic that I had to like legit do research and I still like I'm still wrapping my head around it as opposed to like everything else we've talked about like I knew something about it or I had experience with it or you had experience with it but like, like a deep experience with it. But um, our topic mm. today is ASMR. I don't, mm -hmm. do, you, do you know how to break out? Like, I could read what that means. Autosensory meridian response. Hang on. Yeah, I think Let's it see is. See how response. many ones are right. Ding, ding, you ding, think ding. it is? Is that right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Auto, auto, autonomous sensory meridian response. Yeah. I have heard the ASMR before. Like, I've heard what that was, but I don't think I ever registered what it meant. What do you mean? I've heard people reference ASMR, but oh, okay. I've never... As somebody that doesn't have a great vocabulary, I hear people use words, and if it doesn't seem to affect my appreciation of what they're saying, or I don't care enough to look up what it is, I just let it pass. So yeah. I feel like I've heard it and went... I don't know. This doesn't apply to me. It's, um, it's sounds like if you go to an ASMR video, somebody's whispering sounds into a microphone that vary from role playing to like different sounds objects make, um, into one ear or the other or both to give you a tingling response. Like some people experience it, not everybody, but it's a very relaxing, tingling, like calming feeling, uh, that some people like refer to as a brain orgasm. As, as somebody with misophonia, like sounds can give me the exact op opposite response. And there are some things, some studies say that misophonia and ASMR are on the same scale. But um, really, the way that like, like, like autism has a scale or even they think mental illness kind of has uh, like a scale where like you would have like maybe depression on one end and schizophrenia on the other. They think I like, think so. Yeah, I think wow. it's like, yeah, like if it were a color wheel, it'd be yellow and purple maybe, but um <laughs> But in my mind, when I started reading about ASMR, I was like, to me, this sounds like punishment to you, like somebody whispering or like, cause it's like tapping. It could be like, sc like scraping your nails across something like, well, I gotta be honest. Some of it was punishment, you know, like some of it, but some of it's really relaxing. And the first, my first experience with it was I had a French tutor when I was in high school and she had such a soft voice that it was so relaxing and just peaceful. And I was like, I like, but at the time I took it to mean she was so Christian that she exuded peace. <laughs> okay. The thing is, is that like with ASMR, some people could listen to it and have like a sexual response, but most of the time it's not, you know, it's just relaxing. Well, yeah. that's what's confusing about it is that like, there seems to even be a spectrum of how people feel about it. So there's some people that are like, yeah, I listen to it to help me fall asleep or I use it. I the same way somebody might draw a bath to just relax, it seems like somebody would put it on to listen to it to like calm down. But then there yes. is like a whole weird, I, like erotic sexual aspect to it where like 
I don't, I don't know. I found it. I don't want to say somebody's thing is weird, but I found it a little, I feel, I feel a little bit like my dad reading this where I'm just a little bit <laughs> like, I, it's like, Hey, what you do in your room is fine. I just don't want to know about it. Like a little bit uh, like, that's I don't really know. funny. <laughs> I had such a, like, I was like reading it and like, I feel like if you walked in on me reading this, I would be a little like, I was, it's for a, a work project. Like <laughs> I felt like that too. Like I felt like I needed to hide my computer or something. That's the thing. It's like some people turn it sexual and let's just leave that out for a minute. I don't think either of us have any experience with that. So let's just not talk about it for now. You're right though. Like it seems like that's a little bit of an outlier. The people that use it in a sexual manner, most people, and I think, isn't it kind of sad that as soon as something gets sexualized, people are like, no, like now I can't talk about it openly. It's just supposed to be like, I like whispering. So did you listen to the videos and then were you just like, what the fuck is this? Well, this is the first thing that kind of pissed me off. Okay. So they have ASMR artists already. I'm angry. Like ASMR artist. Yes. <laughs> so they have these artists that have YouTube pages that make these sounds and there'll be a woman like opening a bag of chips in like a weird contraption. Like they have like special um, uh, devices to record things. And she yeah. has like millions of views. And as somebody that like comes up with unique ideas and, oh, and totally. polishes over months, like I've, I'm, as much as I like watching silly cat videos, it's still punishment to my heart to see like a cat fall off a table and have 10 million views. And then I've like coordinated these jokes with like sweat and blood and it's taken me six months to polish and it has nine. Like I just can't, like it just makes me, so there is something very- Well, I will say this, Liz, try telling a joke on stage with a little bit of a whisper. Yeah, I, that's almost how I feel. Like, I'm just like, maybe I should start whispering my jokes. Because that's the other thing that I found fascinating is that, like, they'll have these people whisper. But, like, some of it's like, so I went to the store yesterday and they were out of bread. And I was like, that's crazy. When are you going to have bread? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like Exactly just, why you could do that with your jokes. There's this girl Chase in L.A. like posted a, a sketch about her writing to her upstairs neighbor. But she did it in such a calm voice that like it had like an ASMR effect to it. And so, I mean, it just it went viral. And I think it's because because of that. So it's like you're joking, but you could actually kind of do that. There's people that like yelling. So there's like you send that joke, the yelling version of it. And then there's a whisper version of the joke. And then there's like a non-cursing version for the people that don't like cursing. Like, like you have a yeah, Christian there's version so many a different there's so many different types of videos. And like some of them I like, right? Like they have like a glycerin soap cutting one. So they take glycerin soap and they cut it into tiny little squares and they just shave it. And so it makes this sound. Oh, I've seen that on Instagram because this is the thing that's weird to me. Like there is there's all these videos on Instagram that are like sensory cups overflowing or like, yes, that kind of stuff. And I find myself fascinated by them. And there is I am very much like a texture person. We'll so you do it. get it. Ah, look but who's not judging now. Go fuck yourself. But like, oh. I don't. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Just want to refer back to that yeah, video yep, we did. Yep, yep. Okay. But but I don't think mine's this tapping or this wisp like that stuff. I find weird. But I will say like chopping vegetables. There's something very satisfying about somebody doing it well, and then like the sound of like a crisp pepper, like. But is that what ASMR <laughs> is? You're so poetic. But that's the thing. It's a, it's all like a, 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 a spectrum of 
of different things. So, um, so you'll have the glycerin soap cutting. It's nice. People cut slime. That's nice. I'm very big on texture too. I like to see texture being cut. I like hearing the noises, but, um, you know, and then they have people playing doctor or they have people like pretending to like, you're at a, you're at a, um, facial appointment and they'll like turn on a buzzing noise. There's a two hour video of somebody, um, blowing a hairdryer and I skipped through it. It is exactly the same. It's not like it's changes. They're just blowing a hairdryer onto a carpet and just like kind of shaking a little bit. Two hours of that. How many views? It's probably got like three million. Let me look. Oh, up. I can't. Um, I can't. Can we stop? I'm crying. <laughs> are you really? Are you really? This is so upsetting. Right. Record it and put it online. I'm sure someone would love that. Um, <laughs> I also feel like my cackle laugh is like whatever. It's like nails on a chalkboard to these ASM people. They're like, I don't know. Every time she cackles, I get angry. Um, 12, 12 million views. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, um, so this is weird. I like white noise when I sleep. So I sleep with a fan for the most part. I also live by a highway. So like, honestly, weirdly cars going by is somewhat soothing in a way. Um, And then my boyfriend has like a noise machine that just is kind of like, like it's like, but as soon as I'm awake, I hate it. So I don't know what that is, but like going to bed, the white noise, I think it's just because like, especially New York City apartments, I can hear my neighbors, people are getting up to pee. Like it just kind of balances the sound and I don't have to, like my brain's not like, what was that? What was that? What was that? But as soon as I'm awake, I find it like nails on a chalkboard. I hate that kind of white noise that like, like it just makes me crazy. That's what I find so weird where if my roommate opens a bag of chips, it doesn't bother me. But if my roommate was opening a bag of chips over and over again for an hour, I'd be like, just put it in a bowl. (laughs) like I would just absolutely and like crisp chip chip bags are a huge misophonia trigger for a lot of people so that's that's kind of the point I was getting to this it's why it's like the same it's a different side of the same penny or whatever the saying is uh because there's a food one where this girl is eating she's eating like sushi and sloppy things like that I I I nearly vomited I couldn't (laughs) my face was just like, oh, and like I couldn't, but I was trying to watch it because I was fascinated by my response to it and I couldn't stand it. And then she ate something crunchy and that like I felt a little bit better with the crunchy. But there's something about like the saliva noise with the the the, yeah, the like smacking salmon and shit that I'm like, oh, gross. But then the crunchy, but then she had a layer cake, you know, the crepe layer cakes that I love. Yeah, yeah. I just like had to see her watch that. And I think that was just my love of food videos. I was like, well, I I was like, when when are you going to eat the layer cake? I'm like skipping to the end like it's porn. I'm like, when are we going to get to the good stuff? And she, you know, she ate the layer cake. But I think like her mouth must have been miked because it was all a bit much. Um, But some people, yeah, I mean, that works for some people. That particular video made me want to vomit. That was really triggering for misophonia. But if the right person does it, I could see how like the whispering would be relaxing. I could see some noises being something of value. I cannot imagine whisper, especially I'm such a like use the right word for the right situation and choose your words wisely. If somebody was whispering their day, their boring day to me, I'd be like, I'm sorry, are you a four-year-old? Like, I don't like, to me, it just sounds like a little kid being like, you're just like, why? 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 Why are you telling me about Yeah, but the like you could have just, that's like another thing about the videos is that half the time, whatever they're saying doesn't matter because it's just, it's just the sounds and the noises and the whispering that is relaxing. But I can't turn 
the other part of my brain off that wants to know where the story is going. So I watched one where this woman was pretending to give a facial, but I was watching it as if it was a sketch and it had like a beginning, middle and end. So I'm just waiting for this (laughs) thing to progress and it wasn't progressing and it was driving me crazy for that reason. So I couldn't relax because of that. So it's like, there needs to be a video that's like the best of both worlds. It's like a really good story and it's relaxing. I I think that's part of my problem. Like just um, talking to talk. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what our podcast is, but um, (laughs) people are like, you've never said anything of value. And don't get me wrong. I do it all the time. Like you and my sister talk about how I tell some of the most boring stories. But in while I'm telling it, I didn't know it was going to be boring. And I feel like these people knew that it was going to be boring the whole time. I saw one where it was a woman pretending to put on makeup on somebody. So it looks like she's putting makeup on the camera. And I was like, you know what it is? This is where I really do feel like my father. This sounds like a goddamn waste of time. That's like, that's where my anger is. Like I'm, I'm watching this and I go, you could be reading a book, even if it's a novel. Like, I don't think you need to read a book to be educated, but you could be reading a book. You could be watching a show that takes you on some kind of magical journey. You could uh, be organizing something like there's something about, and this, I will, I will be super honest. I have a hard time relaxing and I'm a workaholic. I know that about myself and I know that's not healthy. But nothing about this, like this is weirdly like emotionally triggering and somehow also like sound triggering. Like there, there's like two different parts of me that are angry while watching this. Okay. I mean, and that makes a lot of sense. Like you're having a response. It's like, stop whispering and just say what you're saying. <laughs> um, I, it's I, almost why I'm worried about having kids. Like I, if a kid told me a secret that was boring, I'd be like, what, why? <laughs> Why would why did you whisper that to me? Like you know what I mean? Like, and I'm just so worried I that I <laughs> like like Did I, you know that my baby dog, her name is Peaches and she's got she's got blonde hair, Liz. And I'll be like, Maria, that's not a secret. And I'd be like and then I'd scar my daughter and it would be so horrible. I just I I I'm a little concerned about how angry this thing is making me. And that's like one of the weird things where like I know about misophonia because it's something that affects you and and we have a friendship and it's important for me to know about it. Me learning about ASMR, I don't think I have anybody there, for some reason I I'm sure I I know people that do this and I don't cuz this to me this is what's weird about it being on the same spectrum is it yours affects you in a negative way and you have all these things you have to do to not lose your shit. Well, this seems to be a pleasurable thing and I, in no way does anybody need to know about it. Like the same way that like there's something like there's something you like in the bedroom. Only one to well, yeah, but I mean that's the, the thing is like is that is that so many people thought they were weird for it, and then when it came out, because the girl there was a woman talking about it, and she said when she was a teen, like she used to like stuff like this, and she thought she was like sort of weird for it, and then like. the thing just sort of started and a few people would be into it. And then suddenly this weird corner, this weird dark corner of YouTube had millions and millions of people watching these videos. So I I don't think everybody's like, like loud and proud ASMR. (laughs) Like I, I, I just think that they thought that was something kind of particular to them. And then suddenly they realized like misophonia, there are tons of people like that. That's a valid point. I would say like, I, there's so many, Everybody has so many weird quirks to them that to to feel less alone is so important. And so I'm happy they have it. I I I think that is the beauty of the internet is that like 
it's pretty rare now for somebody to be like, I'm the only person that's into this thing. Like you can find at least yeah. 10 people. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I feel like everywhere. I, I know a- the, like the, the good side is that you, you find a community of people and you feel less alone and life ends up being worth living. The bad side is like racist people find each other. So I don't know. It's a balance. Yeah, true, true. And also, like, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on it. If anything, I'm just going. I I truly don't understand it. But no, but I, you are having an emotional response to it, and it does make you a bit angry. And so I'd like to dig into that a little bit. But that being said, the thing you said about glycerin soap, I am drawn to it. Like, I think mine is more about textures because I've always been. So I'll say this: I'm not a foodie. Like the fact that we're friends in that sense is kind of crazy. I grew up on microwavable meals and peanut butter and jelly. And if I didn't have allergies, I would still be eating all that stuff. I'm not a foodie. <laughs> I can eat bad food and it doesn't even affect me. Like this, And that being said, it doesn't mean I don't like good food and I can't appreciate good food because I can, but I don't need it. It doesn't make my day better or worse. It's like I've had a good meal and I've told somebody about it, but I don't, I don't need to have a good meal to feel like life is worth living and I don't need to talk about a good meal. I can have a good meal and tell nobody. It's crazy. So I, there is something about texture for me though. Like I like burnt food. I think cuz I grew up with a lot of burnt food. I like things that are crispy. I like burnt food. There's something satisfying about something crispy. And I wonder mm. just like so so we kind of narrowed down that misophonia was like a neurological um is it not a disease but like a neurological disorder. Disorder. Is this something that's also, and in that there's some kind of foundation that was set when you were younger with it? Do you think ASMR is the same thing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, did their mom whisper to them a lot when they were in the crib? Like, I guess a part of me that I had trouble finding online is yes, this thing is a response, but is there a reason that it's a response? And if it is on the same spectrum of misophonia, they're saying misophonia came from um, something that clearly happened when you were younger that set these these um, this disorder in place with ASMR did something also happen when younger that set this in place like your favorite like your favorite bus driver always gave you a bag of chips and it just like almost like Pavlon um, Pavlon's dog is that am I saying that right Pavlov Pavlov's like that that like every time you got a bag of chips something good happened to you so now you love the sound of chips like does that make sense yeah, it makes sense. I don't know. I, I, I didn't even know that about misophonia. I, I didn't know those. I think people might speculate that it's triggered by something from when you're younger, but uh, I have no idea. And I have no idea about this. I just think that some people respond differently to stimulus than others. Um, True. You know, Absolutely. I have a, I had my first boyfriend hated when you touched the inside of his elbow. Like, he, like he couldn't, if I ran my finger across the inside of his elbow, he would go and like he couldn't deal with it. He's just like, he would seize up and be like, do not do that. (laughs) And one time I stuck my finger and nobody likes this, but one time I stuck my finger in Johnny's belly button and bam, like, you know, he's just like, he didn't like smack my hand hard away, but it was definitely like, what are you doing? It wasn't like responsive, like, (laughs) don't do that. (laughs) There's a part of me that there's, there's not a lot of holes that you can, you know, poke and prod for, for guys. But like, as soon yeah, as you, you do it and you'd be like, Hey, we get poked all the time. Maybe be okay with it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I always try to put my finger in Justin's ear and nose to be annoying. I, and I do works. that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every time he's angry at me and every time I do it again. <laughs> Who are we? <laughs> How did we find each other? Liz? <laughs> 
<laughs> like I put my finger in Johnny's nose all the time. <laughs> fucking, it's just, he's just fun to be annoying. He in stride, but yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> they get on a podcast together. Any deal breakers? Yeah. 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 I'll tell you about some <laughs> deal breakers. Oh man. I can't wait for their podcast while they shit on us. Um, no way. That'd be awesome. Um, did you discover anything that kind of like changed your mind about it? Like, I'll say this, like I really did. My initial thought about ASMR was that it was like a kinky thing, but really that's such a small part of the community that like, I would say my research really changed me where I was like, Oh, it's just something that like is relaxing and, um, makes them feel comfortable or safe. And, and it's a a smaller group of people that is, it kind of sexualizes it. Well, one of the things that I thought was crazy is one of like the main searches is, is ASMR safe? And I was like, why would it be unsafe? Like, it just really was like it, like the fact that it was even a question, I was like, what about it is unsafe? But I guess because people are getting like this tingly feeling in their, their head and their neck and their spine, it's scary. But like, they basically were just like, is it's, it's not dangerous at all like it's the it's the same oh, like they, were, they might pass out or something <laughs> because I guess they get such a physical feeling of it that that they were worried that like they were worried that like they had some like I don't know the same way that like you touch an outlet and there was like a spark and you're just like oh, this seems dangerous guys <laughs> like like I don't, I don't know yeah. um but because they had well what bothered a- me was that it said that it, with ASMR like you can over do the stimulus so if you listen to something and it makes you it relaxes you if you listen to it again and again and again it can relax you less and less and less which annoys me because i'm miss with misophonia i don't get less irritated or rageful the more i hear noise it just doesn't lessen you know which is why i don't know how exposure therapy could ever work for misophonia because no matter how much i hear somebody chewing gum it's it's gonna make me want to vomit but i would think that was exposure therapy it's about um, having tools and special responses to it. That's what I would think is the benefit of it. It's not the actual being around it because you're exposed by it all the time. How is life not exposure therapy, but it's about having some kind of arsenal to handle it. So Mm. while with ASMR, there's like a physical response to me, it's like the way you describing it, the way you did makes me feel like that's that's how they talk about drugs like you know you 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 do a drug once at this level and it gets you high then you do it again at that level and it gets you high and then you do it again at that level and it gets you slightly less high and then you do it again at that level and it, it's like a half life right. like it just less and less gets and that's why people have to do more drugs and blah 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 so there's a part of me that's like it is it giving a high response to people if it's if it's triggering triggering the same response that smoking pot would like, especially like pot that gives you kind of like a physical high that if this yeah, is like a think, natural way of getting high. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't think it's anything about getting high. I don't think you get, it doesn't alter your state at all. It just, it's just sort of physically relaxing, but maybe on a much smaller scale, maybe that's what opiates do or something that relaxes you. Well, maybe ec- if you take it like, and, and ec- times it, but yeah, go ahead. Because like I did ecstasy, twice when I was a teenager don't want to brag oh my god you're so cool Thank sorry you. that's all I was looking for I just wanted somebody to be like oh my god what parties did you get invited to not many um so so I did it twice and like what like I just remember it's like 
as somebody that does not like being touched, I don't know how I got convinced to do this, but it does like, you just want to pet everything and you want to be pet. So like, as somebody that really doesn't enjoy a lot of touch, all of a sudden it's like, you crave being touched, you crave touching other people. And like, it clearly is very relaxing. And it's like a very like, there's people like it, because it has like a sensual aspect to it. And it's just like, life is love and everything is love. And then also, I think people dance on it. And that's fun. I don't know. I was never a dancer. Yeah. So I can't answer that. So there is <laughs> not a part even on that, ecstasy. <laughs> even on ecstasy. I was like, I don't dance. Um, I don't dance. And I'm going to be pretty regulated about who touches me. Um, no drugs can affect the anger inside my heart. But there is something to me that it's linking this ASMR where it's just like, maybe you naturally have something that like, I don't know, that it opened, it opens you up to being just, just feeling lighter, like just feeling like not only are they having the physical response of like the tingling in their head and their spine, but like, I don't want to say it sounds like drugs because there's too much of it that just says it's relaxing, but, but even just that comparison that it can get less pleasurable or less um, work less over time just makes it sound like it's it's triggering something in the brain that's like a drug yeah oh, well i mean it's it, i just saw that it says why is asmr bad through the effects of asmr can sometimes be questioned the danger is pretty clear it's not dangerous oh just over and over saying it's not dangerous it just feels when it says oh i love this can christians watch asmr no ASMR Aww. videos are not inherently bad for Christians or anyone, but pretty much anything can be bad for anyone if you use the wrong way. ASMR videos are more or less sensual in nature. Things like seeing skin-to-skin contact in a massage or hearing rough whispers um, are common themes. It's, I just like yeah, that was like, like a hard no. Uh, no. But, I yeah, I mean, that would be a good, hi, I'm God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would see, like... <laughs> Maybe those You're, are, like, if, if they make them just, like you said, like, just specifically for Christian people. Yeah. Just comedians. Like, I think you and I, if we were the first comedians to dabble in ASMR, I think that we could we could get our views up to maybe even 450. I just don't feel my voice <laughs> is relaxing. I don't think there's anything. I think you could probably, like, do, like, a nice whisper. But, like, I wouldn't be able to be consistent. And my if I... I would have to, I would almost have to tell a boring story because I'm either going to cackle or I'm going to get angry at some point. Like <laughs> I just feel like I would be that person where, like they would be like reddits about how I ruin videos. Like one of the worst ASMR people out there. Like I just I don't think I don't think that's a problem either. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> that seems like a like a weird prank where you like get them really into it you're just like, "Hey everybody, um, I just want to tell you about my day." And I'd be like, get the fuck off my lawn. Like, just like, I'd just flip out in the middle of it. And people are like, this is not relaxing. I hate this. Do you know what? There are so many people in this world. I'm sure that would work for a good, good number of them. <laughs> there, yeah, there's still... got to be somebody that likes to be yelled at. I mean, I'm. Oh, I my just, God. Yeah. Are you kidding? Again, because you... of their childhood. I don't know. I just need somebody to tell me to clean my room. It really gets me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that was interesting. I mean, I think. We learned some stuff. Hopefully you guys learned some stuff. I would, yeah. love, I would love somebody that like is into it or knows more about it to like write to us. I, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to learn. I just. Does anybody else with misophonia listen to ASMR videos? Oh, that'd be interesting. Write to us, guys. Two non-doctors at gmail.com. Please visit our Patreon page. Yeah. Uh, 
as little as $3, you could be helping us out and you get fun benefits. And um, we appreciate all our Patreons. Please, uh, like on Stitcher, listen to us on Stitcher. Um, I think they have a reviewing system on Stitcher. So if you like us, uh, let us know. Um, review us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and um, we're also on Spotify. This we're is, I'm boring myself. I'm sorry. Yeah, we should be whispering this whole thing. I think that's I'm what we did wrong. wrong. We should have been like, we're also on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, if we're going to be boring, I don't I think, think I'm doing good. it right. Yeah. We're also on Spotify. That's a whisper. That was good. No, I like that. Um, yeah, if you could uh, <laughs> let us know if you want us to do the whole podcast like this, that'd be awesome. And um, I think we'd think? have to have a bigger tier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for four hundred dollars, we'll do all our podcasts like this. Um, <laughs> for five hundred dollars a month, us. I would do your own private podcast. Just <laughs> hello, Samuel. could you imagine oh that we we really should do it here where it's just like samuel's like um my problems are and i'd be like let's research it do you want somebody with no education to tell you about your problems (laughs) (laughs) um i will Um, say this people have been writing us uh comments and letters and they're amazing we got uh, a letter or we got a dm the other day from somebody that's like a doctor's assistant um, that was like, I shouldn't like this podcast, but I love it. Um, I love your camaraderie. Like it was, I, I have to say it's when people actually know something. I think she was a nutritionist and, um, um, worked in a doctor's office and she's like, I shouldn't like this podcast. And I do. And I was like, that is the nicest compliment. Awesome. <laughs> um, so please write to us. We Despite love your read absolute all. ignorance on the subject. I enjoyed it. <laughs> that is pretty much what she wrote. And I absolutely loved it, but, um, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're new uh, new episodes every Tuesday and um, we'll be back soon thank you so much bye bye yeah every time I poop I shower it's not a big deal